Now for you who are partners of mine, let's go a little further, shall we? Here's the scripture, just one of them that Paul talks about reconciliation, talks about in 2 Corinthians 5, Colossians 1.19. I want you to hear this. I want you to think about what this means. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile. Now, he's talking about Jesus, okay? All right? And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once were aliens or alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. And, and, and you know, we have to think about what does that mean? What does it mean that God has reconciled us to himself in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless above reproach in his sight? If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. There are very specific things that the, the, the scriptures reveal to us. Number one, that through the cross, Jesus has um, reconciled us to, through himself to the Father. And the Bible certainly says, it says he's reconciled the world. Figure that one out. But no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So what does reconciliation mean? What does that mean in the Greek? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for you and I to um, get a hold of? Does it mean that everyone's saved? I don't I don't I can't fully make that leap. Now, here's another scripture that's puzzling that goes down this progression. It says that the unbelieving spouse actually sanctifies the kids and the and the the believing spouse sanctifies the unbelieving spouse and children. Now, what does sanctification mean? It means separated. He's he sanctified you. He has basically said because you're in covenant with your spouse and I'm in covenant with your spouse, I'm pulling you into the blessings of this covenant. I'm separating you from me. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean saved? Scripture explicitly talks about eternal life and salvation through Jesus Christ only. So sanctification doesn't mean saved. Reconciliation doesn't mean saved. No. And these are kind of tough, deep topics that Christians don't really fully think about. But it's one that I would hope that you would think about. What happened on the cross? Now, this section of scriptures in Colossians do a great deal to show us that. And, if, and of course, if you read Colossians all the way through, there's a great deal of talk on it. What does it mean that God has reconciled everyone to the Father? I, I have this, I have a couple of theories, which I'm not going to play out right here. 
But that's how you engage. You ask these questions. You think upon these things. You meditate upon them. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Um, when, I, when I'm with Dan or Randy Lechner, listen to Bill Johnson or Jack Taylor. It's just, when I listen to people and I, I, I ask questions, and sometimes I pray that they don't think I'm asking questions because uh, I don't agree or do agree. It really has nothing with agreeing or not agreeing. That's debating. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I, I asked a question to see where their process, or maybe I could pick up just a little bit more of that process and see if I can track it with them. See if I can get on route to that process of what they're thinking. Um, because I'm going to learn something. That's my deal. I'm going to learn something. And a lot of times that um, we're so busy defending what we believe, even amongst other Christians, that we don't actually have a, a, a healthy discussion. And when we look at Acts 15, I want you to study that. I want you to study how these apostles all come together. And they don't all agree when they come together. And it, it wasn't like they just spoke for half an hour and then they said, okay, we agree. That's not what happened. I got a feeling this took a while. I'm going to feel that someone went home and thought about it. I'm going to I have this feeling that it took them a process of time. With you know, they didn't sit down at a board meeting and go, "Yep, this is what we agree upon." That's not what happened. They thought about it deeply. They gave testimony of what they had seen that God appeared not to really think about the circumcision the way they did. They thought the circumcision Paul goes on, by the way, you can see afterwards, Paul goes on to explain this in Romans 5. That circumcision was the sign of the covenant, but not the making of the covenant. That Abraham was actually declared righteous and then given the sign of circumcision. They had come in their Jewishness to believe that if you were circumcised, you were righteous. But Paul says that's not, Paul talks about this, that's not Abraham. Abraham believed God. And that is what made him righteous. The sign of that was circumcision. The sign was the promise of not flooding the earth. God gave the promise and he put the rainbow in the sky as a sign of the promise. So you look at the sign and go, oh yes, God made a promise. What the Jews had come to believe is that as long as you were circumcised, you were righteous. And then when Cornelius' house, the Holy Spirit falls, Peter's like, wow, wait a minute. And they start thinking, and they're processing. And by the way, Acts 15 is 17 years from Acts 9. It's 17 years from Acts 9, and they're, they're how do I know that? In Acts 9, Paul gets saved. He says in Galatians that Three years after he got saved, he went to Jerusalem and he only met Peter and James. Okay, But it, he says, then he went back up 14 years later and met all the apostles. Well, here's the camp of the apostles in Acts 15 that Paul says he presented his ministry, lest he run in vain. Because the, the contention rose up. Paul's not making the Gentiles get circumcised. But Paul has come to understand something. Paul has... What's so amazing about Paul is he might be newer of a believer than them, but he is far more revelation because Paul was a, one who studied the scriptures. 
He was a Pharisee. And he knew, Paul knew, that he had an understanding. Abraham believed God. And it was his belief in God that made him righteous. The sign was circumcision. It was a sign. But the sign didn't make you righteous. The belief did. The faith. And it's something for us to think about. And, and, and I want you to, if you're going to really grow, I want you to think and meditate on things. It's okay to think. It's okay to have, well, that doesn't work out. You know, you don't have to get every answer in three minutes. Well, I prayed God didn't speak. Yeah, because it's not, it's not, he's not a, he's not Google. <laughs> you know, bing, it comes up, you know. It's a process of relationship, relating, and God will always lead us into all truth. Amen? I hope this blesses you this week. I hope this is a real blessing for you because you are to me. And for our partners, those that locals, and those, you are helping us. You know, we're going to get some new equipment and stuff like that to help facilitate more that we're doing. And I want you to know that what you do helps Kathy and I. And so if you want to share this with somebody else and say, hey, you need to sign up here, come and do this. Uh, what you do get is uh, you will get video links uh, in the locals for subscribers only that are hidden uh, things on YouTube and stuff like that that people can't find out for themselves. They're for our partners. And if you're on, if you're on our partner uh, page on lewisdc.com, you uh, subscribe at $10 or above you're going to find that there's an next that this video is going to be placed right in there so you can download the Kajabi app and get it. But I love the locals if you're on Kajabi and you just want to add on locals, do that because locals allows us to have a really really good um, conversation hopefully that you know as we build that community up of believers, we can have they're going to add live streaming and stuff like that. We can have some very very fun discussions on there with partners and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. So God bless you on your journey. Amen. Hey, next fireside chat is May 21st at my house. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there. God bless you. I love you. And if there's anything you need, please go ahead and comment. Please go ahead and do that. And know that for Kathy and I, we want to answer those comments and help you uh, to know the Lord fully as fully as possible. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.